You're listening to House of Napkins. Honored to introduce today's guest from Navarro. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It was great. Yeah, I mean, when I saw you on Status Coup, I was like, I need to talk to this young man. Like, I, your passion was just... No, seriously, your passion was on point, and I just thought that your perspective could bring um, a lot of understanding to myself and my audience. So, again, thank you so much for your time. Oh, well, thank you so much. I've been listening to the show. I've really enjoyed it. I really, uh, feel like I really love how you call people to change. Pete Buddha Good 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 Good. Oh my gosh! I'm so flattered that you listen. But yeah, um, it's just all the consonants in that name. I just, yes. I, I give up. <laughs> I give <laughs> just like he gave up. Right. <laughs> um, but Sean, I just want to dive into it and pick your brain. Well, first of all, happy Super Tuesday. Oh, happy Super Tuesday to you. I'm excited. I think it'll be a big day for our boy Bernard. <laughs> our boy Bernard, that's right. Um, I definitely, I mean, Polish smoles, but right. <laughs> that's what I, at the end of the day, you know that they can be tampered with as with anything. So I go with the feel of the people by... Mm-hmm just gauging my personal experience with the campaign uh-huh. and I mean yes I'm I'm in New York state and I haven't gone to travel to do any work for the campaign but just keeping in tune with the pulse of like what the DSA is doing all around the country mm-hmm. it's like you're you're watching this movement so if you can critically think and kind of take yourself out of the corporate media bubble and think for yourself i i I mean i feel like i'm i'm seeing a as bernie says a real revolution what say you sean absolutely i think it's like a real movement a real political revolution uh the thing too is like here in nevada for example it's a lot of people who are getting involved for the first time or maybe haven't voted in a while um I, I really was surprised by the level of his victory here. Like, I couldn't, I still can't believe it. I thought, I, I was pretty confident he would win. Um, I had no idea he'd win by 26 points. <laughs> uh, I still still can't believe it. Um, and I, I think that's the thing, too, with, like, a lot of these polls and a lot of, like, trying to predict what's going to happen is there's so many unknowns and unforeseeables, like people getting involved for the first time, people who... Uh, uh, a lot of the polls are skewed toward older folks, uh, people with landlines. Uh, a lot of younger people don't use don't use landlines. Don't use cell phones. They just won't answer a survey. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of kind of things we don't know. Especially like with Bloomberg, we never seen someone just light two hundred million dollars on fire like this. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I think I think Bernie has a really strong chance. So if if you just kind of look at his ground game and the enthusiasm on the ground. I mean, there's nothing else that compares to it. I mean, I really feel like this is a movement and the other campaigns are just campaigns compared to Bernie. Live from Brooklyn, New York, this is House of the Homes. 
Exactly. I really, I mean, I loved everything you had to say, but that part, I think, really just encapsulates it all, that those other, you know, uh, campaigns are just following this old campaign model of, you know, divide and conquer and, you know, um, our path to the White House, but this not me, us, um, you know, movement is bigger than the candidate himself and I think that that was brilliant for Bernie to kind of to not kind of to uh make that the foundation of his campaign so that first of all we understand the reality that we each have like he's not a savior like he can't this is a messiah and this is a really corrupt system so one person cannot you know just come but with all of us understanding it and now participating like there was one thing um, uh, that Chuck D said during the public enemy radio performance in LA Mm -hmm. he said he kept saying I watched on YouTube I wasn't there but it it was so fire and I mean you could just you could feel on YouTube like the crowd and the energy and Chuck D kept saying over and over again like it's time to get off the couch and I really feel like you know, going back to what you said that a lot of people right now for the first time ever have, you know, done something political and it's not even political. Like these, these are things for our lives to make our lives better as human beings. So I'm loving watching it, but my next question to you is about, and I don't want to to focus too much time on the negative. I think Uh the more that you do that, the more negative that you get, but, um, Like in this campaign has like her. I'm a sensitive person (laughs) and I'm emphatic. So I'm just watching the vitriol from the candidates towards Bernie, like watching it's like it's a bad soap opera. (laughs) It's, it's, but it really like when you're invested in it, it just like hurts sometimes the attacks. And you know, even though Bernie supporters, it's a smear tactic by the establishment to call us like the Bernie bros and that we're like hostile thugs online. But I have experienced the opposite as I've gotten involved in this campaign and volunteered. I have met some of the most like dedicated and amazing people like ever. So I'm like, I don't understand this whole Bernie bro, like, but I do understand where it's coming from. But if you could just speak to that on just the level of that and how you kind of deal with that. I know you're on, you do a lot of work on the ground, but you're online and you see the attacks and, you know, people trying to, uh, just tear, tear you down and how you kind of, what you do to stay, keep your head above water and just keep focused on the main goal. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'll try to be brief. I can talk about it all day. It's I know. So <laughs> it's so unbelievably frustrating. Like you mentioned, I'm also, like you said, and, and for like me, like it's just been so unbelievably wholesome, the experience of getting involved and volunteering a campaign. Like here in Nevada, like uh, the majority of leadership is like women. There's, there's so many women of color involved. Uh, awesome. I've organized with discreet Muslims for Bernie. And, like, we're doing phone banks in this doctor's home. Shout out to the Iqbal's, the foreign mayor who hosted us every week. Like, nice. Food. At, at the end of the day, at the end of the phone bank, like, we're sitting around drinking tea with, you know, these Muslim aunties. And they're teaching me 
Really do Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Maybe let's go, let's go. Uh, oh, okay. It's just like, <laughs> that, that, that's, this is so frustrating. It's, it's the exact opposite of kind of the smear campaign, like you mentioned, that's going on. Yeah. Um, and I, I think one thing is that since he's winning, it's really easy to focus on the positive and to keep, it, keep everything positive. It, it's very difficult at times. I've, I've had... Uh, I've I've had to kind of kind of put some tweets in the draft folders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of had to have some Facebook chats that maybe you don't put out there because you want to keep it positive. You don't want to play that narrative, uh, especially for me. I like to I like thinking of myself as uh, a Mexican. So I call myself a Bernie primo, like a Bernie cousin, not a Bernie bro, not not as a coach, <laughs> like still a supporter, but like not. Uh, you know, not not harassing people online. It, it's hard, um, just because, just because it's so frustrating. Because you see this movement, you see how positive it is, you see what it's really all about, and people are just out here lying about it. And especially like with candidates like Mayor Keith, um, who I took offense to personally because I just felt he was so. No offense, Mandy Moore. Of course, I know she's a big supporter. Mandy. She. I just thought it was so disingenuous. He's selling people on the bill of goods. Um, a lot of the supporters, I feel, were very sincere. Um, they, they fell hook, line, and sinker for him using this kind of, like, woke terminology. Yes. Um, kind of saying the right things. But just being blatantly being supported by the establishment and trying to protect the needs of capital. So when you see someone doing that, that and the supporters saying, well, you know, Bernie Sanders is divisive. Uh, there's thugs. Someone called us thugs. I can't remember who it was. Oh, Megan McCain yesterday. Yes, McCain. I she saw that clip. Yes, yes. I was like, this wow. Most of the time, people, probably in the history of politics in America, calling us thugs, most of the time, get people help there. It, it's crazy, but w- the good thing is Bernie's winning. Uh, he, the movement's winning. I feel at the end of the day, we're building this kind of uh, we've kind of crossed over to a new a new time in American politics where people are more involved. Uh, I think it's a real movement that's causing some real change. Um, I think people see that. I think that's why you see someone to vitriol against Bernie because they could sense that a real change is coming and they're they're scared. Mm. Uh, they don't have to do because they're, they're gonna they're gonna fix you know healthcare and their legal deal and really build a more sustainable society for everyone. But I think people are real scared because they see that real change coming. Wow, that is such a really valid point that I'm so glad that you brought up because it it helps to when when you're feeling the the brunt of people, you know, like I even feel bad when I see if it's not coming to me personally, when I see like huge supporters like Susan Sarandon and Sean King just get like, you know, like people like just, you know, just being horrible, like talking about her children and like, you know, trying to tear this woman down to her core and blame her for like the demise of democracy. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. And so I'm like, what? It's truly wild. I mean, Selma Thel- from Selma Louise. I'm, I'm not sure if she's Selma Louise, but she was a tr- like people are really out here 
furious that Stephen Durant is blaming her for the 26th election. It's, it's wild. Oh, no. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know you're right. You're like Thelma and Louise. She's an actress. Like, I mean, not to take away from her magneticism. Yes, she's great, but mm-hmm. my God, like, this is a lot <laughs> bigger than this woman. So I'm so glad that you broke it down to fear because when you can understand like where the vitriol's coming from, then you're able to understand it and then keep your eyes focused on what we're doing. You know, so thank you for that. No, I was just thanking you for that point. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I think too, that's a thing like maybe people who are maybe war supporters, there are a lot of people who are Democrats, but they're also very comfortable. They're doing well for themselves. Uh, and they made it to life for themselves. But shout out to them. That's that's what you want. You want people to be successful and comfortable. Uh, but I feel there is like kind of a gut check with this campaign. It's like, what are you really about? Do you really want to maybe make some own personal sacrifices in your life? Maybe pay more taxes so that we all could benefit? Or do you want to maybe support a candidate who maybe make some incremental changes but not necessarily change your personal life that much. That's why the whole the whole slogan for example is not me yes. That it really is not about me, it's about us. And I feel like a lot of a lot of people are a little hesitant on that part when they when they really come down to it. Yeah, which is hard for me to understand. I mean I, that's why your explanation of fear. That's why I'm like, okay, you're afraid and I mean, we can only do so much to try and ease that fear, but I feel like, at least from what I've seen and uh, watched when um, I watch people like Status Quo who are on the ground talking to people in different states that, you know, that it's it's time like this is is the moment like some t- and we don't get individuals like bernie like he's a once in a lifetime individual so this is the time to move forward and yeah i'm definitely so i'm happy to be able to witness it and um definitely glad to have people like you in the movement so if you can just um Talk a little bit about the DSA in Nevada and how you got started and um, what kinds of things you guys are working on, like obviously working for Bernie, but, um, you know, other things that the DSA does in your area. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, I joined the DSA about 2017. Uh, like a lot of people, uh, I got involved post-2016 election. Mm. Uh, I was just kind of like this standard liberal. I was like, you know, I love Bernie, uh, but Hillary's great too. We have two great candidates. And we have the first one the president. Everything's going to be fine forever. Uh, no worries, data, algorithms. We got this. Of course, that did not happen. Uh, <laughs> so I've been here about three years. We've grown a lot here in Las Vegas. Um, kind of like the DSA all over. We, we had about 6,000 people nationally about 26 streets. Wow. Uh, that was a little bit over like 70,000. Uh, wow. Here in Nevada, we have, or Las Vegas specifically, we have about uh, close to 300 members. Uh, and we do, uh, kind of our main focus is Medicare for All. Uh, that's kind of like our, I think with the DSA nationally um, and here locally, our, kind of our main uh, issue is Medicare for All. We feel like it's going to be a big uh, kind of gateway to, to a lot of other uh, great programs. Like we, we do get Medicare for All, people can see that be effective. And, make a change in life, like, people's lives. I think that would really 
uh, changed a lot of minds. I like socialism. It, it's kind of like this idea of, of government involvement. We also uh, we do a lot of work for the local teachers, the CCEA out here, there, who the supporters already. Uh, they were ready to strike uh, a few months ago. Uh, we, we were ready to support them, but they got all the bands up there. Uh, we have to do stuff like immigration. Uh, we're looking to get some like anti-imperialism work as well. Um, and, and, but I've talked to a lot of people about the DSA over uh, the past month with the Bernie campaign. Like we uh, we ran a uh, a state location, like a, a mini Bernie field office out of one of our uh, members' garage. We called the Leftist Garage. Uh, and we had a lot of people coming from all over the country. We had people, you know, like England. Uh, and like uh, Holland come in and they can for Bernie. And a lot of people ask me about the DSA. And, uh, for me, it's all about creating a sense of community. Um, it's going to be a great community out here. Everyone in the DSA feels like family. Uh, and it's really giving people, uh, I think like a lot of things you see with Bernie 2020 and with DSA is like, it's a, a space for people to organize, uh, especially people who haven't organized uh, before, like people who are just getting into organizing and, and kind of um, who want to get involved. It gives them a space to get involved for the first time. Um, and, and that's what we're really trying to do is like uh, help people and empower people to, to organize themselves. Uh, and yeah, like if anyone locally, Los Angeles area, come check us out or no matter where you live, you know, check out your local DSA. If it's not a DSA, you know, we can help you start one. And it's, it's all about uh, providing people with a sense of community and place they could uh, feel, because sometimes, you know, if you're online, uh, maybe you have like that so progressive family, you feel like you're kind of alone, and, and our message is you're far from alone. There's plenty of people out there who, who feel the same way you do, who may be frustrated with the system. Um, and that's where the DSA comes in to provide that um, place where you can be other like-minded people and organize and try to build a better community and a better world. Oh, wow. That just sounds great. So anyone who's interested in, like you said, either joining their local one or if there isn't one, there's resources. You can just go online and go to Democratic Socialists for America dot com or DSA dot com. Yes, it's DSA dot USA DSA dot org slash join. Uh, you can go join there. Uh, you can do monthly. We have like student fees. Even you know, for socialists, if if the fees a problem, uh, you know you don't have to pay a fee. We try to keep it on the down low. <laughs> we like you to pay fees, but if not, we totally we can totally work with you to be the other. Oh, sorry, dsausa.org/join. Um, okay. But yeah, if if you want, even if it's like I know we started, it was like six people in a coffee shop. Now we have over 300 members, so like, um, yeah, any way you want to get involved, if you want to start your own, it's like a small town that doesn't have one, we can help you do that. If you're a college student, you have a YDSA or you know, a high school student, so uh, we're all about uh, trying to make it easy as possible for people to, to organize and get involved. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Um, Sean, I'm wondering, I hope that you have a little bit more time for me because I have a few more questions. (laughs) 
thanks for giving us a breakdown of um, the Democratic Socialists of America. My next question has more to deal with uh, just socialism. I heard in a, another interview that you did, you touched a little bit on this. Um, about how you can give us tips for those of us who are already progressive minded on maybe just some tips on how you introduce social or democratic socialist ideas because I feel like the smear against socialism has been real and people straight up like feel like it's either communist or totalitarian the definition if you were to ask them what you think that it is and so like how what language do we use or are there good like examples for people like when you're trying to talk to that you know father who uh is like blue to (laughs) you know the end and i'm for biden and you know and when you're having trying to have those conversations with family members who want to hold on to these ideals who like cried when chris matthews resigned last night like those people like how do we talk to those people uh well i find like a real effective way to break it down into like if you talk to people they're like you basically should have free college, you know, other countries get free college, or especially with healthcare. That's how it's like the big one. It's like, don't you think people shouldn't, you know, literally die from not being able to afford insulin? Uh, and when you kind of break it down that way, people are a little bit more open. They go, yeah, you know, I, I, I feel that way. Uh, I, I feel like we should have free college, free healthcare. It's like, well, you're in social south, sorry. That will tell you. Uh, also, also, I find um, maybe it's something that kind of socialists are excited for. So we kind of uh, a lot of people feel like you fear capitalism. I think if you talk about FDR, he's a really below figure in the Democratic Party. Uh, I, I feel he's probably one of the best presidents, even though uh, a lot of people, even a lot of stuff that wasn't so pretty that we'll get into that. But uh, I think a lot of there's a lot of appearance in security and FDR. And a lot of the new kind of like, so there are some parallels to what's going on now. So like thirties and that need for you know big social programs and how effective that was to build the economy. Um, so I think kind of topic because I have a lot of people compare thirties to FDR and say we like an FDR Democrat. Um, and that's something too. Like if you, especially if you're talking to someone who's like a vote who like on the white vote Democrat, that, that's something that can work as well. Is like kind of connecting FDR with socialism, how he was basically illogical to socialism, and how that, that seemed to work out fine. He used to make it out of time. Uh, of course, there's other stuff that's there. Very Yeah, I told I really like those examples on taking it issue by issue and also bringing up FDR and. I also think a good one it just came to me. I feel like you start to resonate with those types of, you know, people who want to hold hard to their view of <laughs> capitalism. Uh, when <laughs> you start talking about all of the socialist programs that are democratic socialist programs that are already in place, um, you know, like I think I heard Sarah Silverman 
uh, saying her when she was introducing Bernie in LA the other day she was talking about like oh do you like calling the fire department when there's a fire in your house like do you like that so you know I mean obviously you don't have to be so like in their face that's probably not going to help you but um, just like breaking down the programs that are already here and just explaining to them that what Bernie wants to do is expand upon what we have so that it works more in balance, Absolutely. you know? And, and like, also, like, I get, like, very Williamson with it. It's also, like, it's just kind of a different way of thinking about society, kind of a different vibe of the other campaigns where you're, like, it's about um, changing the way we think about how we interact with each other and really be, do we want a society that benefits all of us, that we all can thrive, or do we want to kind of be on our own? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You. I think yeah. when you break it down in those simplistic terms that most people will like understand and if you look at polls they indicate that what is it i think last poll i looked it was 70 percent of people like regardless of party affiliation are for medicare for all so hello and i think it's like something like 65 percent that they approve of social it's kind of unfortunately a lot of people there they're kind of out there, they're working two or three jobs. I always say, like, nothing's going to push you to socialism more, like, they're just working a corporate job. Uh, you kind of being out there in the world, the economy, uh, I think that's pushing a lot of people towards socialism, whether like anything. Yeah, definitely. So, I am expecting, like you said earlier, um, that uh, Bernie will do extremely well. Um, in all the states uh, but particularly California has been the state that everyone's focusing on because of the size the amount of delegates that California uh, possesses and that from every poll and every all the early ballots at least from what I've read predict a big win for Bernie um, however, one thing I was it, that was called to my attention was like the amount of uh, voter suppression that continues to plague our whole democratic system. And I just That's didn't it. understand the level of it. Like you think that South, because of like the history of um uh, with African Americans in the South and like the Jim Crow laws and those type of things, but there is Jim Crow now in and and from what I've been able to um, read about that it's happening like right under the guise of the government, like within the government, um, the Secretary of State, um, I think his last name is Padilla. He is. Um, basically allowing a lot of this to happen in terms of um, just using really shady tactics like mailing out hundreds of thousands of ballots without the option to choose 
you know, for president is not on there and then sure. banking on many of those people just being like, oh, well, <laughs> like, I guess I did what I had to do and not following up on that or trying to come in person to to vote. And so just know, and I'm sure California is not the only example. It's the hugest example that we have, but um, there's just been... I mean, going back to the presidential election with uh, Bush and Gore and how it came down to Florida and these votes. And then, you know, from from there, we've just seen and with Stacey Abrams, the uh, uh, voter suppression and the lawsuit that she filed against the state. And so um, is there anything within like your organization that is focused on how to combat voter suppression. I'm thinking that I I just will tell you what I think, and then I'd love obviously to hear what you think. Is that I the only thing I can think of to combat something so corrupt like the it's just mind boggling the corruption sometimes. I'm like, wow, y'all are going to some deep lengths to try and like steal these votes. But I feel like it's just educating people on like what their options are and what their rights are uh, as many people as possible I feel like the, the edu- ed- an educated voter is like the best weapon but I'd love for you to weigh in on that live from Brooklyn New York this house of the holes oh yeah absolutely it, it's, it's really sad to see what's going on those voter suppression it's very real uh we see it across the country. We had it here in Nevada, um, kind of about a week before the election. They announced that you had to select all three choices, or three choices about to be valid. Um, if you just voted like Ted Bernie, there's nothing else that would sell it. You're valid. Uh, even if I told this site, there's people who forgot to sign it and who didn't sign it that it's now they did. It's really kind of uh, it's hard to see uh, like try to make it as difficult as possible. Um, but when you really focus on like educating voters, trying to get um, through social media and uh, tell, talking to people, really um, engaging with our own personal social networks, people we know to let them know like here's how you vote, here's what you have to do to get that information out there. They, they really kind of sneak in like these kind of overly complex rules at last minute. It, it, it is it's very frustrating to see. It happened not just in places like Texas or the South or California, Nevada. It, it, they know what they're doing. They know that uh, Bernie is used for Latinx communities, uh, API communities, black communities, that uh, maybe there's not a lot of um, English speakers, people who can, who kind of, because of people who be affected with both sides of the Bernie Sanders supporters. And for us, it's just not getting the information possible. But, as much as possible. Yeah, I de- yeah I totally agree, one hundred percent. It's just basically for us to keep keep our eyes on the prize and keep it moving, and for people to be informed of their rights as much as possible. Um, and, and my experience too, the campaign has been really good about engaging with voters, reaching out to the voters. I know here in Nevada, uh, and in California, they've, they've been out there for months um, in those communities. 
so they have they have built a lot of networks there, uh, and I don't think any cafe really comes close. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree with you with that. Like it's been, I have read that some of the other candidates didn't even like Joe Biden in particular didn't even bother to go to any of these super Tuesday states. He put all his eggs in his South Carolina basket, and yeah, so I, I guess he was like, "Well, forget everyone else." Um, well, right. we'll see how well that strategy works. Um, today but I haven't it's, it's kind of really like, oh I'm sorry go on I'm sorry it's really like I, I kind of feel like being the Vegas you know, like a lot of gamblers real like gambler energy from Joe Biden just like if I could just I just would feel like that I could get enough moments and just like, get you to a next super today so it's not going to waste like just like some kiddies there just like if I could just, if I could just have a big win, I could survive this Super Tuesday. He has like zero ground game uh, in any other state but South Carolina. I don't know. It, it's kind of disheartening too to see everyone suddenly so less around him because uh, it, it works for Bernie. That the DSC is, is kind of uh, comically attached and corrupt, but it's, it's scary when you think about the amount of people who are defending us for the Republicans. They're defending billions. The rights of millions of working class people of color. This is kind of like the genius in charge. These people who are literally trying to uh, get behind a candidate a day before the Super Tuesday, uh, a month into the primary. It's just kind of, uh, it works the same for a birdie, but it's also kind of scary to see how, how bad it is. Oh, I agree. I mean, everything that you said, like, my goodness, it is. It's like you have to look at it from this kind of dual stance. Like, okay, like you yeah. said, this will help Bernie because this is such blatant. <laughs> like, it's so blatant. It's like ridiculous. But yeah. then it's like, oh, wow, they're really going in. So then you're like, oh, this is. But okay. again, going back to your point from the beginning of the conversation where you said it's coming from fear. And. Yeah. You know, what's interesting to me about fear is, like, that this is ultimately, like, good. Like, if you really start to think about it. But it's interesting. I followed Jimmy Dore um, and since he was on TYT and definitely now that he's doing his own thing. But he was talking at a live show about how this money and what it's become to mean in mainstream society once you amass a certain amount of it it's like basically making you unempathetic <laughs> like that's and it's right. like in other words melting your brain like this this money so it's okay. like <laughs> it's like excuse me <coughs> um, excuse me so it's like oh uh, thank you um so it's like how it's just become to mean like everything to these people that the fact that when you look at it like it's not a coming to take you know from you so that you will be on pauper status like that's not what it is but it's just I think the fear just builds up and you're like my money my money I can't part with it like I, 
You know, I feel like that's yes, really 100%. what it is because it's like nobody. I've read stuff from people like scared that Bernie Sanders is going to come and snatch their mil- their hard earned millions from them. And it's like, that's yes. not what this is. Will you calm down? But I feel like they're like, no, <laughs> money. <laughs> you know, and so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, a class, like class transcends all all other kind of uh, groups, like transcends race, transcends sexuality, like we'll see with the Helen out here with George W. Bush, or no. I saw Gary disappointed Pete, or Jay Lynn supported Joe Biden, and you're just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, she's yeah, she's a very strong supporter of like, women's rights, and it's like, really, Joe, Joe Biden? Like, you can't understand him. It all comes back to class, and yeah I mean I guess a part of it is getting to a point where you are not idolizing and worshipping it I guess for you to understand that it doesn't it's not the main thing in life like we have to value I mean that's the whole premise of people over profit like we have to really come to a point where we have to know that like the making the you know just making money yes we have to like use it and and live off of it but it can't come above humanness and humanity (laughs) it can't you know, so hopefully we can get to a point where that is something that we all can agree on. But I guess that's maybe too philosophical for people so we can take it like issue by issue. And hopefully, you know, they'll get there on their own, I guess. Wonderful. Well, Sean... This has really been, I would love the opportunity to talk with you again, especially post Super Tuesday, um, to get your thoughts about where the election is moving forward. And I mean, pretty much people say like after he wins California, like there is, um, like he's got it. However, um, you know, <laughs> there's these establishment tactics and I don't even I mean talking about it at the convention trying to just hijack this thing from him and I don't even understand in any type of democracy how that can be possible but these people are desperate so I'd love to talk with you more about um, you know preparing for that and uh, or do we prepare for that or we just keep on with the momentum but I mean we know that that is inevitable you know that even if yeah so um, if you could just speak a, before I let you go just speak a little bit on that and I would love to follow up with you post Super Tuesday to just get your view on where we need to go from here until the convention well, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This is great. I would love to come back on. Um, yeah, I guess, like, uh, people want to see or do, you can follow us on Las Vegas DSA on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Facebook. I'm at DeShawnDevar yeah, uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this is great. It's, 
you know, let's go back on. I think no matter what happens, it's going to be a ton of work to do. If, if Gurney wins, like hopefully Will Rock and Wood, we're still going to have to uh, organize or at least going to be most likely face a uh, uh, Republican controlled Senate bill. So we're going to really push our elected officials that if not something we lose it, we're going to have a similar work to do. So we're, we're kind of preparing at DSA. It, it's just kind of like, I think, Bernie's 2020 sports in general, kind of um, gearing up for, for a lot of work and organizing. Um, and, that is like, and that's the great thing about Bernie's win. It's really been like almost like a traveling uh, like seminar, if you will, for like organizers. And you get to really teach you how to organize, how to get people out and bring the community together. So that's a real process. So no matter what, we're going to be out there. So it's been so great to make it that's right. I, I thank you for sharing that sentiment. And I think that's the thing to remember moving forward is that we've got work to do, but it's all good work and it's empowering work. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's not the work that you should be like, no, I don't want to do the work. Like this work is going to empower us and we'll sustain each other as long as we, you know, keep our eyes on the prize and keep it focused so yeah so it's just begun folks it's just begun like super (laughs) that's right and we definitely look forward to following up with you at some point um after all the votes have been counted i'm using air quotes here no i'm just kidding they will count those votes there's no way (laughs) they they can't (laughs) I mean, people are watching, which uh, people are more awake than they were last election to these shenanigans. So I feel like, um, you know, I've seen on social media people sharing um, uh, tips and uh, information that's about your polling site and what to do and what to bring. And so I feel like um, we can't be denied when we come out and Type of numbers, so onward. I think that's something. Yes. Also, yeah, I think it's something too. Had the last time, like since twenty sixteen, people have like started to involve in like the local Democrat party, uh, and like really sort of take it over uh, the party locally. Like just seeing how that works, how voting works. I think people are so much more prepared and kind of informed how the process works this time that gonna make it a lot harder to steal it, even though they're gonna try, but uh I think it's I don't think it'll hopefully it won't work this time. Exactly, exactly. I I believe in that wholeheartedly. Like you said, I people <laughs> knew, you know, like especially in New York here there was an incident where in Brooklyn like I think it was three hundred thousand votes just went missing and you know, you think people are, oh, they're going to forget about it. Like, no, they don't. Like, I didn't forget about it. <laughs> and that's going to motivate me to the polls. That's right. Not going to steal my vote. So, yeah, your vote means, even though with this delegate, like, stuff or whatever, it's the popular vote is still important. And so, if anything, if you're listening, you know, we're not talking about... We're just expressing our views and where our political ideologies align. But most important of all is exercising your right to vote. Whoever you want to vote for, um, 
it's it's an important um, thing. So if there's one takeaway, <laughs> go out and exercise your vote. And then the second takeaway yeah. is vote for Bernie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey. Yeah, I mean. Exactly. Or how about this? Vote your interests. Vote your best interests. Right. You know, if you think Biden's got your back, then my God, what can I say to you? <laughs> Cast your vote for Joe then. But I mean, just look at who's trying to help the working man you know and if you're a part of that class which 99% of us are you know take a look at what Bernie's saying but first and foremost exercise your American right to cast your vote that's right and Sean thank you so much again for joining us I look forward to talking with you in the future and just again before you leave the DSA website and uh, how people can follow you on Twitter Oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, dsausa.org. Uh, it's slash showing on showing DSA. Uh, Las Vegas DSA is on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Las Vegas uh, at Las Vegas DSA. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at the Sean Navarro. Uh, uh, and, yeah, if you like songs, that'd be so great. And, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. It was, Sean. Until we speak again, have a great one, and enjoy the Super Tuesday. Absolutely. You as well have a great one today. We'll go out there and vote. That's right. And you can still apply for the first That's right, Sean. Take care. Talk to you soon. You as well. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. At House of Apple. At House of Apple.